Hello, everybody. everybody. Recording live from somewhere. What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. I am. Oh, baby. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm Johnny Destructo. <laughs> You're with me here in my Hero Complex, 4456 Main Street in Manion. With me this week is. Yo, what's up? How about your boy? This is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. To you and you. That's all we have in the worldwide international. Headquarters studio. <laughs> all we're all you need. It's the two of us. Tim from last week hasn't gotten here yet, and um, he's stuck in last week. And <laughs> and uh, our son, the voice of reason. He's chilling in Germany and in Amster. Don't give a fuck oh, about man. a damn. Oh, okay. It took me a minute. I was like, what? I don't know what that means. But now I get it. I am smart. All S- right. And Marty. So S M Marty. I am so smart. So, all right, what's up on the docket first? Go. Randy, just get this out of the way, um, wanted us to put it out there to you, everyone, to all of you who, you know, sometimes um, take umbrage with Marvel or DC uh, revising, rebooting, or um, reinterpreting their heroes and or villains for uh, uh, in other other races. Yeah. Such as the uh, Mr. Terrific was a white guy. Now Mr. Terrific is a black guy. Or um, Riri Williams is soon to be perhaps the new Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So he's putting out a challenge out there to each and every one of you, you readers, to see whether or not you will follow Marvel and DC Comics latest uh, heroes, African American heroes, or at least black heroes, that would be Mosaic, debuting from Marvel, and The Vigilante, debuting in DC. Here's the text we got. Civil War, two new black characters from Marvel and DC, Mosaic and Vigilante, will white people rep for them like they always say they will, and go. And that was the text. (laughs) Um, so what say you, white JD? The white devil in the room. Uh, first of all, Tim and I got that text earlier, and we were like, what does that... I don't understand. Oh, okay. So basically, dudes on the internet get upset because uh, black people are stealing their white characters. Um, who else is there? Oh, Spider-Man. There was a new black Spider-Man. And they get, oh, well, why do they have to make him that character? Why don't they just make a new black character? Uh, why does Spider-Man have to be black? Because my, my Spider-Man's always been Peter Parker, and I don't care that he's white, but he's not Peter Parker, so I'm sad. Um, and I, that's fine. I get it. But I, to me, and maybe I'm wrong here, maybe we'll get an email about it, what that says to me is, as a white person, I am upset that I have to, one of my favorite characters who is a white person is now not going to be white, and that makes me sad, 
And so I say things like, well, how come they just don't make up their own characters? Because that way, uh, black people get their new black characters that I don't have to read, but because it's a name that I recognize and read now, I'm going to want to read that, but maybe I won't want to read that because now it's a person of color. So that's the way it comes across to me. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm quick to jump uh, at people like that, but that's very much how it sounds. It's just like, oh, well... I wish he was still white. Like, all right, well, tough. He's not. There's other people in the country, the world, who want to read characters, and not all of them have to cater directly to you. True. You know, it, it, it reeks of fear. Yes. That, and, um, and then they say things like, oh, it's pandering, or you're just, you're just doing this because it's PC. And again, I've said it time and again, PC just, to me, means giving a shit about other people. Yeah. That's yeah. it. It's like... People who call other people too PC are people who get sad that they can't make fun of and belittle anyone they want. Like, right. oh, well, now I have to care about other people's feelings? What the, ugh. Right, right, So, right. I, I mean, uh, to Randy, though, uh, his text, uh, I think it's a little misleading because uh, he says, new black characters from Marvel and DC, Mosaic and Vigilante, only one of them is a new character. That Mosaic. is true. Mosaic is new. Vigilante is a character from uh, maybe even before this, but I know him from the 80s. Um, if I remember correctly, the character in the 80s, who his costume is definitely um, stylized from. Black with the blue and white the, V's yeah. on there. Um, I believe was, I want to say he was like the district attorney named Adrian Chase, um, who just had enough of crime and said, you know, fuck crime, and just became the vigilante, uh, and was just, and he was, like, he was just straight murking people left mm -hmm. and right. Uh, he debuted in the, um, in the old Teen Titans. Uh, Why, comic really? Book. Yeah, with uh, Mars, Marv Wolfman and George Perez, because he was there. What? Yeah, yeah. It, it, he was either right before, he had to have been right before, because Perez drew him. So he must have his storyline must have been like right before the whole Terra um, oh, wow. storyline, which is probably where I jumped in about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that that's definitely who this character, this vigilante, is um, modeled after, stylized wise. Now other oh. people will remember the vigilante from years ago, the He's cowboy, Greg Saunders. Yes, the cowboy. He's got the oh right, and he was in like the Seven Soldiers of Victory. Yes, he was. Oh wow! Okay. He, and he was he was the cowboy, but who rode a motorcycle? Yeah. Oh, that's right. And a lot of people will also remember him, you know, famously, uh, if you're thinking back to the '90s, because he was kind of like spotlighted on a few episodes of the Justice League. As the cowboy guy, yeah. yes, yeah, 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 totally. Oh wow! Um, and Adrian Chase is the one that I think that they're rebooting here, yes. right? The Vigilante from 1983's New Teen Titans Annual Number Two. Yep. By Wolfman and Perez. Hot damn. Uh, I gotta, you know what? I'm a Teen Titans fan, but I feel like I need to catch up on rereading that whole run. Yeah. That stuff was so good. Uh, it was. But I, I don't remember most of it because was, I was real young. I mean, it, it, it was good for its day. I mean, there's some of it that doesn't read super well, but mm -hmm. it definitely was good for its day. And in, in a lot of ways, the same way that, you know, the the Claremont and Byrne hmm. run on X-Men still in many way feeds the storylines that are happening even today. Mm -hmm. Wolfman and Perez's Teen Titans will forevermore feed Teen Titans yeah. to come. Yeah. Um, 
I gotta go back and reread those. But all right, so Adrian Chase is the previous vigilante. Yeah. The new vigilante. Uh, I just had it up. Uh, the vigilante Southland is a six-issue miniseries written by crime novelist Gary Phillips and drawn by Elena Casagrande. Mm. Um, the, the, this, the character design that uh, we see, it looks beautiful. I think this one on Newsarama that is on. Yep. Yeah. Um, Donnie Fairchild is his name. Uh, Fairchild is described by DC as a... Uh, it's described by DC as a failed NBA player who's just making ends meet as a maintenance man when his girlfriend stumbles on a conspiracy to steal water rights through a series of shady land development deals, she's mysteriously murdered. Once Donnie starts getting too close to the cause of her death, his house is blown up and he's left for dead. Determined to bring the killers to justice, Donnie undergoes training from an urban legend known as the East Sider to become a masked vigilante. Oh, and he's going to debut in Arrow. CW's Arrow show. In the show or the book? It says CW's Arrow later this year. Uh, so yeah, it looks like he's going to be on the... And they've given him a real world costume. It's basically true. like yeah. a motorcycle outfit, but the stripes on it are in such a way that they create a pretty um, subtle V. Yeah. Which I like a yeah. lot. It's real cool. No, it's a cool like costume. A mask. Yeah. It is a cool look. I don't know about that whole storyline. It sounds very Chinatown to me. Mm-hmm. But, um... It does, doesn't it? I just saw that recently. Uh, great movie. Yeah. Um, but... Hey, uh, It's connected to the Arrow TV show, so I guess I'll wind up hate-watching it. Mm-hmm. But, um... And I'm, you know... I don't really read Arrow, the comic book, so I wish the character well. I'm not going to... This is not going to make me follow Arrow. I didn't necessarily like the vigilante when it was Adrian Chase, so I don't necessarily think I'm going to like it as Donnie Fairchild, mm-hmm. especially because that storyline didn't really grab me. Mm-hmm. The art grabs me, but I'm at a point where I don't buy comics just for the, for the art, art anymore. Nope. This is in the 90s. Yeah, so... Let me ask you this. But how, I wish it well. How do you feel about him being an NBA player? That's the... Tr- come on. Uh, I mean, what? They're, they're trying to... But I do think there is something to the notion that white people don't read black comic books, whether or not it's under the auspices of them or, or the, 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 the train of thought that they can't identify with the hero mm-hmm. or they can't see or they are um, or just not moved mm-hmm. to read it or to be to be fair, which would be a very fair argument in these days and time with the com- with comic books that I'm not reading it because I don't know how long the book's going to last. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll... Why get emotionally I'll, invested in something? Yeah, you know, I'll wait for the collected edition, you yeah. know. Um, so, But I do think that there is something to that argument, and uh, I do think that that is a shame. I think people do sell themselves, sell themselves short. Black Panther, the latest Black, Black Panther, seems to be selling very well. Mm-hmm. So you hope that that will, you know be the same for Mosaic wherever that starts um, I don't remember there being or hearing stories about any big drop off when Captain America went to Sam Wilson Captain America was there a big um, sales drop off from there uh, yeah there I was? think so I think, I think a lot of people dropped it um, mm. yeah see, see unfortunately that kind of like uh, 
that supports that narrative, you yeah. know? And, and I do find that to be true, and, I, and I, I do think that that's a shame. I think that that's... Um... But, all right, so the thing about the Captain America Sam Wilson thing, I'm one of the guys who dropped off. Okay. Uh, well, uh, let me backtrack. I don't really read Captain America to begin with that much. But um, I think the point I want to make is that when Sam Wilson took over, I was excited about it, um, and the first trade, I think it was Rick Remender, Hydra Ascendant, with um, one of my favorite artists, Stuart Immonen, mm -hmm. doing the art. That whole trade paperback, you have it's amazing. I love that whole story. It's fantastic. It's really kinetic, really fast-paced, uh, very clever and fun, and it's, oh, it's a blast. And then they stopped it, and then they started it, I think, as Captain America and the Mighty Avengers by Al Ewing. And Al Ewing just does not speak to me as a writer. So okay. it's not because of Sam Wilson. It's because I got bored when the new writer took over. I was like, oh, I don't care about this. I didn't care about the Mighty Avengers mm. when he, that he was writing. Mm. I only peripherally care occasionally about the Ultimates book that he's writing right now. Mm -hmm. So I, I just it might be Al Ewing as a writer that I don't care about. Right. Um, but that's you. That's me. Yes, yeah. you. Yeah. That and the fact. But that, I'm saying it might be a, a writer issue as well. It may be a writer issue, but but what you said was that the drop off was when Sam Wilson came on, yeah. became Captain yeah. America, and it couldn't. And while you may not, you liked Rick Remender. Mm -hmm. Rick Remender is a no, is a known property. Yeah. He he's he, you know his books sell. People mm -hmm. you know follow his writing, so for them to have dropped off the book when he takes over. It's like, well, well, damn. Mm -hmm. Like he, his followers couldn't wouldn't stay with him on that yeah. book. So again, that kind of supports that narrative. And again, unfortunately, I do think that that is a shame. One of the things that Randy likes to point out is that the black comic book companies that are out there, so-called black comic book companies or African-American run uh, sometimes have a uh, uh, tend to write their books so black so steeped in the culture of being black or Af or African or, or Egyptian or whatever that they may come off as a little bit too dense for anyone not even not even um, loosely aware of that type of stuff to really appreciate I think I think he has uh, a little bit of a point of that mm -hmm. when he says that but I think that those creators argument would be well hell they don't follow the the black comic books in the in the mainstream mm -hmm. um, comic book companies so Let's just create our own little world, mm -hmm. and if it's on, and if only us, you know, our people support us, that should be enough for us to survive. Mm -hmm. And if only our people can really get in and appreciate the nuances and everything that we're putting in there, then so be it. Mm -hmm. um, if other people want to come in, it's cool. certainly written in a way that you can come in and 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 soak it up and enjoy it. But if you choose not to. Shame on you. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a part of me that, like, I, I, I kind of see their point, too. And I kind of agree with them rolling that way. Which is cool. But, I mean, that doesn't really have much to do with characters being 
having their ethnicity changed. No, but this is more talking about broadly about yeah. the black characters, which is, yeah. what, which is ideally what he was talking about. Now, maybe mm -hmm. he probably didn't, didn't at the, the time remember that the vigilante was a, basically a revamp of the 80s character yeah. when he made that text. Um, but overall, I think that more speaks to what he is. What he's mm -hmm. saying, but the books haven't come out. That characters ha are, are yet to be introduced. We'll see what the um, public says and what the future holds for Mosaic and Vigilante coming your way from Marvel and DC Comics. Oh yeah! But oh, wait, 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 wait. We're not done yet. Uh, I, because I wanted to admit that as the white person in the room, um, <laughs> I there are black books that I don't care about. I want to. As a person who likes diversity and other points of view and, other, and, and experiencing other, other things in the world besides me, because I'm boring as hell, um, I try to read Cyborg. I made it halfway through the trade paperback. Ivan Rice drew the shit out of it. It was beautiful. But then my life happened and I stopped reading it. Not on purpose. It was just, oh, I need to pick that up eventually. Never did. Um, to, be, to be fair, I never actually read Black Lightning, uh, which is what I'm looking at right now on the trade paperback shelf. Um... Black Panther, I read the first issue, and I was like, oh, this looks like it'll be fun. You're talking about the, more, the most recent. The very Black recent, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, this would be great, and it's Brian Stelfreeze, it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. And then issue two happened, and I almost fell asleep. Mm -hmm. And so I said, all right, number three, when that, when that hits, I'm going to read that, and that'll make my decision on whether or not to keep following this book, because I might drop it. Um, so, like, there, I don't know if it's a writer thing. I, I can't imagine that it's a black thing. It's just... You know, like Al Ewing, the quote-unquote Black Avengers book. I didn't care about it. Uh, Ultimates, I only kind of care about it. And uh, what was the other one that I just said? Um, uh, uh, um, <laughs> you rewind it and listen to it, and then you remember what I said. Um, so do you know what I mean? Like, but I... I I have to admit that there aren't a lot of books that I read of people of color. You said Static Shock. Static you said Static Shock. Shock. You didn't. You didn't like it because it was. It was another Peter Parker in your. Oh wait, the New Fifty Two. Yeah, New Fifty Two. I went. All right, this is fun. This is a Peter Parker, but I already have my dude. I'm right. good. Right. right. So, um, which then you asked me. Uh, well, Invincible is pretty much just Peter Parker meets Clark Kent. Yeah, but see, that's at least Peter Parker meets Clark Kent. So that was different. That's slightly different because at least he's got different powers. So well, I guess he's got he's got lightning powers. Yeah, he's got lightning powers. Maybe so he's I'm not Peter just, Parker. I mean, you know what it is? I might be insanely racist. <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know about insanely racist. <laughs> it may be a, 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 a tad there, but I, I, I don't know. Why? I don't know. It just, I read it, and I was like, oh, it's like Peter Parker, and then I just never picked up the next issue. Yeah, okay, let's, let's, um, did you read? Oh, no, I know what it is. I didn't like, uh, going back in time, uh, to Invincible way back when it started, I didn't care about that either. Mm. And then... Volume two, where the twist, I won't, I mean, it's been 10 years, but the twist. It's a big twist. It's though. a big twist. When that happens, that's when I cared about the book. Right. It wasn't the character, it was the twist. Right. And the way that shook the whole, that whole little universe up. Mm. Um, you know, it was very earnest and 1960s Spider-Man-y. Yeah, it was. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm in the realm for this right now. Uh, and then twist, boom. That's why I stuck with Invincible. Uh, and, and that's true. And now I will tell you that I didn't read uh, Cyborg. Ivan Rice, love his art. One of my oh, favorite so artists. Good. So good. But I think, I think Cyborg as a whole is a boring character. So I don't read Cyborg. Yeah. Um, Static Shock, 
I looked at it. It looked halfway decent, but the art didn't speak mm-hmm. to me. So there has to be some kind of combination of the writing and, and art so it didn't speak to me, but I wished it very well. Um, the Black Panther books today, I don't... I don't collect books, mm. you know, like single issues anymore. And the reason why is because smartly, the writers they aren't writing for single issues anymore. They're writing for the trade. They're writing for the trade. So it's it makes sense that issues two and three may not really speak to you, or you might read issue three and then it's the second half of three that really, you know, yeah. catches you because they're writing for the they're writing for the long the story form. arc for the yeah. Of you course. know what I mean? So that's when I will. Uh, chime in with it and then see whether or not it's if worth following or not. Mm-hmm. And Black Lightning, Black Lightning is just corny, and um, himself. Black Lightning, he's another guy who didn't get interesting until he had kids. Uh-huh. And once he had his kids, his kids were more interesting. Uh, Thunder was the one kid who like had who had like mad thick legs and create thunder with yeah. her legs. And then um, thunder thighs, pretty much. Cute. And then she, uh, <laughs> the younger daughter was, um, I think her name was Lightning Two, I believe. And she had like uh, would turn almost like into a ball of lightning. It was really cool on um, when they did like those DC comic shorts. Mm-hmm. They did a couple of shorts with Thunder and with his daughters. Yeah, a couple of shorts, and they were really mad. I cute. love those. Like uh, the, the ones with uh, Animal Man. Oh, the animals were hilarious. They were sick. They were uh, sick. Speaking of black, th- black lightning, I was also wondering why there. How did that become a thing? I feel like at a certain point, we as a society went, "Why are there so many black camera characters with lightning powers?" Well, I thought that only began with with Black Lightning, who who, on top of being a really corny character, I know to- to- Tony Isabella is uh, is renowned for creating him. Uh-huh. But it's a really corny character. All the more so because he is a brother that wears an Afro hat. I'm sorry, what? He wears an Afro hat. Are you not aware that the Black Lightning, as he was originally created, you know, he had he had the white mask with the Afro. Uh-huh. The Afro was not his hair, his real hair. Shut up! It was, it was connected to the mask. Was he bald? I forget whether or not he was bald or he just had a totally different hairline. Uh, but it was, it was. Uh, that's something. Yeah, it's. It, well, I mean, what? is it any different than anyone else wearing a wig? No, it's nothing different than anyone else wearing a wig. But it's just, it just adds to his lameness. It just made him. It just he just looked. He just seemed came across as lame. Plus, I didn't like the art on his book. It's not great. It's I'm not great it art. It's and I great. think. And I think. Um, I think if I remember, Vince Coletta did a lot of the inking, which is which is um, yeah. That's comes like the issue you're flipping through right now. Is it's not a a bad artist. Mm-hmm. Like go back to the beginning. Who actually drew it? Because the. Art, the artist is not bad. Trevor it's Trevor Von, Von Eden, Eden, who's a good artist. Yeah. And you can tell by his art on the cover. Mm-hmm. But he's inked by Vince Coletta, who is historically considered one of the worst inkers ever. Really? Uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, the, line, the lines are, uh, they break. Vince the Coletta, break up. Vince Coletta is lines. famous uh, as he got older. Because he, he was an older guy even then. Uh, he made his bones inking Jack Kirby back on Thor. Mm-hmm. Um 
and, and at, a, at a time when he was younger, took his time and kind of fleshed out Kirby's inks. Once he got a little bit older into the 70s, mm-hmm. he was famous for being fast. Mm-hmm. And fast to him meant taking any job because he would always be hanging around the office, inking them real quick. And instead of dealing with a whole lot of details, erasing details what? from the pencils wow. so that he could get the job done, which is why a lot of his, his ink jobs, the pages look very open. Yeah. And the panels look very open because he's erased a whole lot of detail. That's rough. Yeah. He, oh, that's a bummer. He's, he's the worst. But anyway, so yeah, back to the point. Black characters with lightning powers. With lightning why power. is that a thing? And you, you, had, you questioned me. You're like, why? What do you mean? Well, no, there's only is that the, a thing. There's only black lightning in his kids. All right. So uh, there's black lightning. Yes, we got it. Yes. There's black Vulcan, which you said we can't include. You can't include black him. Black Vulcan is basically black lightning. A, on, yeah. On the Super Friends, uh, because they couldn't get the the rights to black black lightning. lightning. Yeah. And um, he was he was corny too with his little tunic. And then there's static. So that's another one. Okay. All right. So, so there's static. That's that's uh, that's Vulcan doesn't count. So that's two. There's soul power. Who the hell is Soul Power? from the Static Animated series. Soul Power was a funky 70s hero whose powers worked much like Static's, but Soul Power is unique because of his groovy victory dance. I'm not including anybody named Soul Power from the the show. And there's Juice from Justice League Unlimited. That's from the show. See, this is not... No, 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 no. You can't count these people from the show because... Because Soul Power is, was created for the Static Shock TV show. So, yes, they're trying to give you, like, you know, this counter to Static. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Juice was created for um, Justice League. But he was created for Justice League as part of, like, that whole kid group that they created. Which basically formed the newer characters that they introduced back in the Super Friends. But why don't they count? They don't That's count because it was created for the TV no, series. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. It was created for the TV series. Maybe so- it was, but so was Kryptonite uh, and uh, like Jimmy Olsen. I'm trying to remember all of like the crazy shit that um, was created. Okay, but they found their way into they found their way into the comics. Yeah. Juice never found his way into the comics, right. and Juice Touché. Touché. and Juice was only really created because for them to create a bastardized version in the Justice League TV series of Black Vulcan from the Super Friends. All right, all right, all right. And then, of course, we got Lightning, who's Black Lightning's kid. Yes. Storm. Okay, that's, that's true. That's more weather, but still. It is just Lightning. Ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Does he have lightning powers? He, he doesn't zaps, have lightning powers? He zaps people. He's got a that's... spider's bite, which is, it, it electrocutes them. They get covered in electricity, and they go, ah, I'm being electrocuted. This sucks. Where the hell does that come from? What spider has electric powers? That's what I'm saying. Well, but he's well, black, and he's got lightning powers. Well, that's a trope. Uh, Volt is Boom Comics from Irredeemable, from Boom Comics. He's a black man with electrical powers. Oh, that's true. In one comic, Volt complained about being the stereotypical black man with electrical powers. Yes, yes. Stone the... Th- I'm sorry. Shango the Thunderer. Who? What? DC has Marvel, or has Marvel has Thor, the god of thunder. DC has Shango. The ancient African people worshipped a group of beings as gods, and their god of thunder was Shango. There's Thunderfall in the Democratic Republic of Congo, a group of superpowered beings called the Kingdom led a revolution before disappearing. One of them was known as Thunder Paul. He could fi- fu- Thunderfall. He could fire electrical blasts from his hands, and he was from the Batwing 
uh, comic book from the New 52. Bam! on the docket i'll tell you what it is the kid flash is uh he's coming to the cw yes he is they just released images of um the new kid flash in his <laughs> yellow and red costume. i'm so excited i'm so stoked uh so we were talking last episode about how I, i'm all caught up on the flash tv show yes and it's bonkers good i'm really happy with it uh, Flashpoint's coming, mm-hmm. and I was wondering, I, I don't even know if we talked about it, we were wondering if maybe that would negate all of the stuff that's happened, uh, because the Flashpoint's going to rewrite everything, all right. the characters. I'm assuming Barry's not even going to have powers, like in the Whereas, Flashpoint comic. Yeah, perhaps. Um, and he'll have to try and get his powers again, although they just did that. And he got sucked into the Speed Force, and he was like, oh, my mom. Anyway, so... Um, but yeah, the big deal is that the Wally West from this TV show, who I don't know the actor's name... Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a young black actor. He's sitting here with computers. Why uh-huh. don't we go? <laughs> he can do it first. Kid Flash. Keenan Lonsdale. There he is. Keenan Lonsdale uh, is playing Wally West. And uh, I don't know how I... Up until he's an point, Australian actor. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, I don't know if I cared about his character so far, but I'm very excited for this Kid Flash costume. Uh, it looks better in one picture than maybe the other picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one where he's looking down looks pretty cool, but then the one but, where he's looking at the camera looks kind of dumb. But, it, it looks a little, it looks a little roomy on him. Yeah, actually. well, that's you know that's exactly what they said when the very first picture came out of um, Barry Allen in the Flash costume when they yeah. first started filming. Everyone True. was like, oh, it's really loose on him. True. But now no one no one cares. Very true. So um, also maybe they'll do some snugging up. Who knows? Um, so you, I said I don't know what we could possibly talk about other than I'm into this. I like that he's got the yellow and the red costume. I he's like that to... he's got the headpiece that looks the way it does. Yes. Uh, the red ears, the white and red logo. I'm mm-hmm. all about it. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, I think it, I think it looks pretty good. Like I said, looks a little, looks a little roomy on him. So I, you know, there's that. Um, but here's my thing. Okay. They get they have they they have it to comic book T, complete with the hair being out yeah. from the comic as historically Kid Flash has been in the comics, yes. right? Which is cool. That plays well in the comics uh-huh. for two reasons. No, actually for one reason. <laughs> okay. No, for two reasons. <laughs> no, for one reason. Right. It's for one reason. And it's because in the comics his hair is long. So it kind of like flows mm-hmm. out the top of It gives his... something that the artist can draw to let the reader know that the character's in motion. Well, and yeah. let them know which motion they're in because the hair will flow to a left or right or back depending upon where they're running. Right. As opposed to if you have the original Flash and just his full bullet head costume. Right. There's nothing to give you a sense of speed. Right. Other than speed lines. Right. Okay, there's that, but that's talking from an artistic point of view. I'm talking about just from a style point of view, it looked cool because his hair was long. Yeah. Like, if if Wally West in the comic book, if he had a crew cut, mm-hmm. he would look dumb right. with the top of his, his mask mm-hmm. cut off. Mm-hmm. So, but they have it here. 
Uh-huh. Now, this is my thing. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think it looks right with this guy's hair. Okay. Because he has close cropped hair. Sure. But I'm fine with it only if in the story they explain that the reason why he has that uh-huh. is because, let's put it out there because that's what the show's been about. As a black man, for him to be running around with a whole leather mask uh-huh. on his face, uh-huh. he would be nothing but a puddle of nasty gooey sweat. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right? Because what? black men sweat more than white guys. That's racist. That's true. Oh, okay, fine. It's because as because Jimmy the Greek said it. We had we have a gene. We had this bone that makes us that sweats more. Oh, the, the sweat bone. The sweat bone. You guys got sweat bone. And it, okay. it's, it's located right above our eyes. Uh-huh. And then and if he had the whole mask over his head, that Too sweat hot. bone would swell up, and then yeah. it would just be squeezing out juices all <laughs> and be coming out through his eye holes. Oh. So they need to explain in the story. That yo, I have to. I had to cut a hole in this man yeah. because like I sweat couldn't bone. see there was just sweat running sweat into my bone. eyes. Yeah. So now I need that so that when he runs and he stops, you should see as you see on every black guy when they're playing basketball <laughs> or you see him on the football field when they stop in motion, just smoke coming from their head. <laughs> That's what you need to see from the Flash, Kid Flash this season on the CW. Nice. That so, so they <laughs> they turned that style. That stylized um, uh, depiction of his costume into a a practical uh, usage. That's what has to happen, and I, I guarantee, you, I'm betting that's what they're doing. Okay, it's the sweat bone. It's 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 the sweat bone. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I guess we'll find out. Uh... It, it, there's two black guys in here, Eric, Eric, Eric. So, just say, give give me a give me a uh, give me a big yup if that's true about the sweat bone. I believe it is true. See? Uh, See? I believe it is true, he says. There, there you go. That that that's that's black for yup. Alright, alright. See I don't know. I don't have sweat bones. <laughs> you don't, because you're white. Yeah, that's my I didn't know. I say I've learned something. And today. now you know. And knowing is half the battle. Bam. <laughs> is there anything else you want to say about the kid flash? <laughs> no. That's it. That's all you wanted to talk that's about. All I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a week. <laughs> <laughs> As the Spider-Man music fades away, we begin our conversation anew. Uh, all right, so Dan Slott, I was looking on Twitter, and um, first Who is of Dan all, Slott? First of all, I would, like a, I would like a prop or two. One or two props. Okay. I deleted Facebook off of my phone. Really? And I'm, so that I'm no longer engaging with people on Facebook that anger me. Okay. And I am leading a more balanced and centered life, and it's been wonderful. It's been three days. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. Bravo. Um, all right. So uh, Dan Slott, a writer of Spider-Man for the past, I don't even, five, six, seven yeah, years? Yeah, a a minute. long time. Um, maybe two. Maybe two minutes. Um, he's been writing for a while. And uh, he was saying on Twitter, someone asked him, oh, other important news. Civil War Two number three came out today. 
big news, big thing happened in the book. We're not going to spoil it here, but there is a big spoiler. And Marvel, I guess, posted, hey, spoiler. Here's the spoiler. You should buy this issue because blank happens. And so the creators... So they basically spoiled it. Yeah, from what I understand. Again, I haven't been on social media that much recently, but from my understanding, someone... Something happened big enough that made a, a, another reader ask Dan Slott, why is it okay for Marvel to spoil stuff, mm. but it's not okay for sites like CBR, Comic Book Resources, or Bleeding Cool, or any of the other quote-unquote comic gossip sites to spoil stuff. Okay. It's not beyond them to scan in a page and be like, oh, look, look what's happening. So um, Dan Slott answered that question with a... Uh, a bit of a diatribe, I guess, uh, on twitlonger.com. Um, so basically, if you go to his Twitter, you can click on it. So uh, basically, I'm going to try and give you the, the, the short and sweets. Uh, so you think it's wrong for a gossip site to spoil things. What's your, where's your outrage when Marvel spoils things? First off, when Marvel drops a major spoiler in the news, they let the creative team know that it's coming so that those creators can then let people know, spoiler's coming if you don't want to know about it. Avoid it. Right. Also, they're a business and they want to sell comics to as many people as possible. Um, and to try and get people into comics, they're going to go to, go to a comic shop to buy something. Um, and then a hit in a nationwide newspaper or on a TV show is invaluable. It's a chance to bring in large numbers of all new readers or lapsed readers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the hope is to get more regular readers. Uh, the short-term risk when the spoiler is out there, we could all gain a better long-term health for the industry as a whole. Uh, the creators who are on these potentially spoiled titles will do their best to steer you away because they they work hard on it. Yeah. They're, they don't they want you to read the friggin' book because that's how stories work. Exactly. It's like, you know, this doesn't happen in media when it comes to the middle of a novel. People don't go, oh my God, look what happens in page 432 of the Stephen King novel. People read the book. So, I, I get that. Um, but when a leak comes from a gossip site, it's different in three ways, or, or in these ways, I'm sorry. For the most part, the creators are blindsided, and all they can warn is that the barn door is quote-unquote already open. Um, and the information, and this is a great point, is aimed at the already initiated. They're preaching to the choir. If True. it's a uh, spoiler site, a gossip site, they're comic book readers who go to this gossip site. Yeah. People who don't read comics don't go to gossip sites for comic books. Right. So, um, basically, they're just ruining it for people who might have actually bought the book. And also, because of the nature of gossip sites, you're going to get extra spin and commentary. So you're not only getting the leak, you're getting salt, snark, and personal agendas. And it's be being delivered to you in a way that makes you feel outrage or disappointment, a la when some site wrote a whole diatribe about, oh, look at this, everyone who was mad at Captain America number one, they already backpedaled and they changed it for Captain America number two. And it's like, no, clearly you don't know how comic books are made. That was done months ago. Right. They didn't just change it in a month. That's not how comics are produced. You're an idiot. So um, that's a perfect example, you know? Uh -huh. um, and when a comic book company does it, it's so that they can sell more books so that they can make more comics in the long run. So if more people are buying the books, they get more money, so they get to make more entertainment for you to buy. If you're a gossip website, you're doing it just to get people to come to your website and click your link so that you can make money. You're not propagating the medium at all. You're just making money for your own pocket. 
So that is, I think that's a very big difference. That is a big difference. That yeah. is a very big difference. Very true. Very true. Um, but um, I'm of the mindset that people can't complain about being spoiled. Okay. Because nine times out of ten, even Marvel in promoting their books, or even the, the websites in promoting their stories, trying to get clicks, are still are still um, you know still putting out there a spoiler warning mm -hmm. read this at your own peril mm -hmm. so if you're reading that you want it to be spoiled that's what you want it mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna stop you right there that would be lovely if there was always a spoiler warning and I could choose that uh, when people link to these sites Facebook automatically chooses an image from that page to put on there. I was scrolling through, by the way, spoiler alert, if you haven't read DC Universe Rebirth number one from a month ago, I'm going to tell you the ending of it right now. Uh, I was scrolling through Facebook the day before it came out. Mm -hmm. I was really looking forward to it. Oh no, maybe it was like three or four days before it came out. And I was scrolling in my Facebook feed. Dude wrote, oh, so Dr. Manhattan created the new 52 with a picture of Dr. Manhattan with Dan DiDio's face photoshopped onto it. So, I didn't have a choice there. I saw an image which burned itself into my brain. Okay, Dan DiDio with Dr. Manhattan and the words Rebirth and New 52. So I didn't have a choice. But that wasn't that wasn't the site. The site that was some dude. You you, you can't true. you it's can't true. blame some other some other dude. I mean, People are going to do what they want, but yeah. the sites usually are professional enough because, like you said, they want to be professional to a point because they don't want to uh, lose that access yeah. that these companies uh, give them. Mm -hmm. You know, me myself, I'm I'm at the point now when it's comic book news. If unless it's announcing a new comic book coming out, I don't read it mm -hmm. because I know there's going to be enough spoil. And usually, I don't even outside of who's doing it. And maybe just like the what the tagline of the book is, I don't want to know anymore. Mm -hmm. I'll look at the book and then I'll decide. But that's me. Yeah, you know, I, under way. I understand that there are people that don't give a damn and they want to be spoiled and, and and everything like that. And and for those people, go ahead, la di da, do your thing. But you can't complain about it. Um, for you to get up in arms about Marvel promoting their book, you know how they see fit. Well, that's what they're doing. And it's not like they're not telling you that it's a it, um, that a spoiler is coming. They're telling you. No one is making you continue continue to read on. You know, you have control over your actions. They don't have any control over your actions. They just put it out there for you, and you know what you are going to choose to ch click on and not click on. So just man up and stop your bitching. But I don't think that's always the case. I think, all right, for instance, uh, I was watching when Captain America died. Spoiler alert, after Civil War One, Captain America died. Um, yes. It was all over the place. But it was all Before over the news. But it was all over the news because Marvel put the, put the story out there. Right. So I couldn't avoid it. Okay. There, there was no spoiler alert. It was just Captain America is going to be dead soon. Well, I don't know if it was Captain America is going to be dead. Well, okay. They, I guess it did get out there that Captain America was dying. But the same thing, it got out there that Superman was going to die. Some things are just going to get... The story is just so big that they're they're going to put it out there to try and draw people into the stores. Like, oh my God, how did he die? Yeah. You know what I mean? So that it, in, that, in that instance, 
the bigger story is how he died, not yeah. so much that he died, because Marvel and DC and all the comic book companies also know that for the mo and so do the initiated, that death don't mean shit. There used to be back in the day that death only meant shit to Bucky. Well now Bucky's back. So now death don't mean Jack. Gwen Stacy. Uncle Ben. But Gwen Stacy is kind of back. Well, I mean, she's kind of. She I mean, it's it's not the Gwen. Version of Gwen Stacy. Uh, yeah, so they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. <laughs> so okay, so there you go. So there you go. Uncle Ben and um, Superman and um, Batman's parents. Yep. And and Superman's parents. Mm -hmm. Everybody, oh God, did you know they're both named Martha? No. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. So when people died back in the day, even when I was a kid, they were dead. They were dead. That was it. Um, and the Untouchables became touchable, like Bucky. I thought Bucky was for sure. Who was someone else? Who was it? Jason Todd. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and it, and it, he's a red hood. And it looked like Barry was going to be dead for, forever. Yeah. But, yeah. but, you know, unfortunately, you know, and I've long ago resigned myself to this fact, that the days have are gone when you can walk into the comic book store and unless you truly live under a rock... Be 100% completely surprised about what's on the, sh on the shelves. Well, you know, and that brings us back to Captain America. It, the same day DC Rebirth came out as Captain America number one, mm -hmm. I had no idea. I ordered it like it was a regular Captain America book. Like, oh, great. Captain America's going to have another fight with the Red Skull, I guess. There was no buzz about that book whatsoever. And maybe I just missed it. Maybe there was, maybe there was a spoiler somewhere. And I just am not deep enough in the spoiler hive mm -hmm. to get it. But, yeah, uh, I had no idea. Well, it... So that was actually pretty cool. And I also, secondarily, I wonder if there was spoiled ahead of time, would there be as, as much of a shit fit online as everyone had about Captain America being a Hydra agent if Marvel said a month ago, uh, just so you guys know, it's going to be a crazy story where Captain America... If it had leaked out. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. And, and that's a... And, and actually... That's a good thing. I mean, I I think it is actually very cool that they were able to like slip that out there. Mm -hmm. Marvel is pretty good about that, a lot better than DC. Because I'm thinking about one of the last times, and this is going back a long time ago, um, when the Avengers and Fantastic Four slipped off to the whatever the Heroes the, Reborn. Hero Reborn. I think yeah, and then that was uh, a while ago. But that's when Kurt Busiek introduced the um, who were the villains that were actually the heroes? Thunderbolts. Oh, oh, that was great. Right, and, that, and nobody, nobody saw that. Did. Nobody saw that. Yeah, I was like, oh, you know what, what I mean? a neat idea. This is whatever. It's a new team. And then I got to the end and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they, at times, you know, the stars align and they really keep a tight lip on things, mm -hmm. can get some things out there. And that's old. That truly is old school comics. So, mm -hmm. to that, I say bravo. Nice. Are we, is that it? Sounded like it. Yeah, that was that was good. That was a good end. That was good. That's end. end. We're gonna end it. We're gonna end. End. All right. All right. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Fuck <laughs> that. So uh, joining us here at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, forty-four fifty-six Main Street. I've been your host, JD. With me this week was. It's your bat triple baby. And uh, also in the studio audience, Eric Walker. Hi, buddy. All right, thanks so much. And we, oh, email us. Email us, yes. You can tweet at us at Pop Tarts uh, Go or, or at Black Tribbles. 
And you can email us at info at poptardsgo.com. Or blacktribbles at gmail.com. That's it. That's the show. We will talk at you later. Da-da-da!